difficult when you're trying to run an organization, especially yeah. if you got some uh, a bigger department. I, I was trying to put myself in maybe like in a that Roswell setting size. You know, you still need to have some diversity in the ranks, and the diversity is not black and white, male female. The diversity has to be in some ways the thought, Think, the thinking. Yeah. yeah, you know, challenge. Not. But I challenge. think that is more of a cr- contrary. Uh, view than the common view the common view is i need to build my cabinet of like-minded individuals yeah, but, to protect yeah. me well and now there's what i go to bill is i because i just finished team of rivals and i just what a phenomenal concept that lincoln took when he was building his cabinet right and there were people on this cabinet that hated him hated ran, him ran and he wanted him. them yeah <laughs> ran it just blows him. my mind that ran you were against him for president and and argued that he was the worst person right. in the world. Ignorant. He should not be, you know, yeah. A rail splitter. Hey, very vocal critic. Just I don't know that I totally, I don't disagree with that, but I know that you have to, I'm good with having people that have opposition of subjects and will challenge subjects and things. Yeah. It's just not when they are in opposition of you that that is, to me, unacceptable in a leadership position. So if you're going to, Man, you have to got to be one very strong individual to surround yourself with people you know oppose gonna, you. Yeah, they're gonna fire. Because to you. me, that's yeah, that's a big difference, and we you. see that all the time within the fire service that there's people that oppose the organization. So if you're in a opposition of the organization, your opposition of the leadership, I see very little constructive. Well, you shouldn't pick those. No. And that's the part where I think, you know, if you're, depending where you are in leadership, you should have some flexibility to pick people around you that can challenge and innovate and do all those things that you're looking at and not going to agree with everything that you say, but are not going to be your demise. They're not there to against you or against your organization. Right. So for me, those two things, if I was looking at it, if you're, if you're choosing, you know, your leadership team, like you're saying, the team of rivals i'm good with uh even with us here with different uh perspectives department sizes and all this kind of stuff but you're not rivaling me as an individual you're not rivaling the organization we could just have a difference of opinions and thoughts and challenge each other and feel totally comfortable when we're done that you were stating your opinion not in opposition of me because that's your opinion or the overall objective and i think that's kind of you know and i maybe trash the book up just a little bit, but that one thing that was common with that cabinet and that team of rivals was their, um, their concept that the overall objective was to maintain the union. Yeah. It's just different ways of yeah. how they got there. Right. Period. But they also, they also did the, um, they, they would disagree until it's time to do it. And then just when they doing. did it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you've got to be, you've got to have that. Well, that's a good point, Trosh. I mean, you wouldn't want to be trying to build a leadership team um, knowing that some of the, those individuals are trying to tear the overall organization Correct. down. Or you, for that matter. I think if we were all to look back through our career or even personal lives at one point or another, I won't talk to everybody. I know that I have done it where somebody bothers me so much. I dislike this individual or I am in such opposition of this individual, this organization that I'm looking for every opportunity to oppose something versus, you know, support or oppose it for all the right reasons. So sometimes the opposition, I've put opposition forward just in opposition of the person or the organization. And you can fill in the blank there on the organization or the leadership or whatever that you've worked for. I worked for a uh, non-related to the fire service of company. And I just, a guy who was leading the company was horrible. So some, when he would bring stuff up, if there was an opportunity for me to capitalize on and make him look foolish or oppose that opinion with some ground, I would. And it had nothing to do with anything constructive. I just didn't like the guy. And in my <laughs> immaturity, I was looking to, you know, How jump do you in. feel about that now though? Um, I still do it. I'm just a lot more tactful and selective of when I do it. And I choose, I choose, uh, that's not good to do it. What was it? <laughs> it was his knee. Yeah, my chair fall apart. That would not be good. Yeah, it'd be pretty bad. So now I'm, I'm real cautious that if, if 
first of all, I take more time to make sure what am I going to put out there. And when I do, because I still do that, I think we, most people do that. What I'm looking at is, am I doing this for the right reason? Or are you trying to attack somebody or something or whatever? If I, and I've matured enough that if I find myself just trying to attack an individual, that I'll kind of scale it back or try to stop. You should always challenge the idea, not the person. Yes. Because you, you should always approach it from a perspective that no matter what the idea is, the intent is a good one. As long as you have enough self-reflection to separate whether you're trying to attack the person or the idea. I think that's what the point of, of Team of Rivals the with Lincoln was, is that he he had the the he had the ability to stop, slow down, think about it. He'd write those letters, angry letter. And then he'd put it in the desk and he'd never send it, you know. He had the time to, to step back and think about it and say, you know what, am I, you know, am I upset about this because this person, um, because it was a personal attack or is it an attack on the idea or maybe the idea is not right. But then, you know, Shane, you also, uh, McClellan's a perfect example. Well, you I know? can think of two, McClellan and Chase. Yeah. Because they did take shots yeah, at Lincoln they actively, personally. Yeah. But he left them in place um, yeah. because they were. And he just kept on. And well, but they were, they were valuable in right. other ways that he couldn't do without. That's pretty impressive to me. Again, it's almost like that spot where you find yourself in the situation we were talking about earlier, right? Whether you hoard that power or you share that power, right? Right. To be able to get in yourself and be confident with yourself enough to be able to say, I don't know this particular thing and this individual is so much smarter than me in this particular situation and i'm not a big fan of even how they are but they can bring something you got to get out of your way of yourself in a major right major way that's tough that that can be tough and i think that comes with time because i can tell you without any question whatsoever when i was younger and less mature and i still don't have it down i think i'm a lot better now yeah, to to just understand that entire concept to go, hey, they, they just keep to the subject. And sometimes you may be the expert and the person that you are meeting is not, but they refuse to allow you to put your expertise into it. So when you do that several times to an individual, now you have two people that just are not going to be able to communicate anything because this guy... And this person or these two people are just going to feud against each other. Could that could that be stopped with some first recognition and then courageous conversation to say, "Hey, listen, here's how I'm feeling when we meet like this." I Either think, it stops or it gets better. Either I, you quit I getting think, invited or it gets better. This goes back to some of our previous conversations. Unless you try to establish some type of trust where you can take constructive criticism from somebody, for the most part. God, it's so going to be threat and threat. So that's, but that's that's such a personality trait too. I mean, foundationally, mm-hmm. that was the the whole uh, my lesson from um, five dysfunctions of a team, the Patrick Lencioni book, uh, that trust and forgiveness are completely tied together, and that if you don't ever forgive somebody for making a mistake, then why would they ever trust you again? Which just blew me away. Because yeah, I'm I'm all about trust, but I've never approached it from a forgiveness perspective. I mean, yeah, really, and we've you had know, conversations because, about that. Yeah, I hold I, you. You can say people's names, and he in he our just department. Said like, how long does an yeah. individual have to be tied? You to You say a somebody. Action? You say somebody's name. There, there are a few people in in our department that, if you say their name, the first thing that pops in my mind right. is something that they did 15 years ago, and it it makes me I have to stop and go. Wait, hold on. That was 15 years ago. But did they learn from it? Did they change? Well, yeah. And that gets you at the, that's an individual Yeah, that's, basis. that's like, the thing. Did they yeah. not? If, if I see that they're that way and that they would continue to do that today, well, then, yeah, there's still yeah. no reason well, to trust the, them. Right. But the point is, I mean, if, if I'm holding on to a 15-year-old example and there aren't newer examples, then they probably yeah, did I mean, change. But, I mean, you don't have to burn down a house to know that your tactics still aren't, you know, up to par or you haven't done, done anything to really try and fix it. No, no, I get that. But what I'm saying is is that I, I don't allow in doing that and holding on to that 15-year-old thing, I'm not allowing the opportunity for them to show that they have grown. 
it becomes very, very hard for me personally. And I think it's to accept. I think it's different than again, where it's that that thing happened years and years ago, and then it happened again and again. Yeah, then I'd have a newer example, and I don't have to worry about the fifteen-year-old example because I can go six months ago. They did this stupid, you know, blah blah blah. So that's kind of rounding back. That's why when you were talking about the team of rivals and all that, I'll go back to the fact that as a as a leader in any organization, and my mind has shifted through the years on this, that's why I find it important for you to have the ability to choose who is going to be next to you, who are you going to be operating with, because that trust has to be established. I, I agree you with You know what I'm saying? I can say, so back in the day, my mindset would be this. I don't understand why you didn't choose the best candidate. This this is the best candidate. Well, that's my best candidate, right. not the, your, your best. best candidate. Right. So now when I go back and I look at historically some of my mindset, it was through immaturity. It was it was from lack of experience, knowledge, and everything else to go, okay, I was uneducated to the way the system works. You want somebody who maybe maybe the person that they're choosing doesn't have the knowledge, the skill set, and everything that I would feel is important at that point, but I'm backing up the person that I trust. This this person right here, I got trust for them. This is great. And they got to choose a person that they, they trust, or at least feel that they can can trust that is right but mm-hmm. there's a the I think, I think <laughs> you're right at with this time. the um you know that that's your person that's the best but there's also another component that i think has to get figured into that when you look at why did why did this person get chosen when they're not the best uh are, are they the best at that moment right that time that, component that, that pointing time is more important than exactly realize. you know so if you and i mean I hate to use the chess analogy because the, you know, it always goes to the I'm playing checkers and you're, I'm playing chess and you're playing checkers, which I hate. <laughs> That's that dude's favorite book, dude. The one that we started this whole conversation with. Yeah, and he, it's his go-to. I hate thing. that. I hate that metaphor Is because that the it, name it of the just book? yeah, chess to checkers. It's such a it's, not checkers to chess. I it's think. disparaging. Anyway, actually, I can send you a free copy. <laughs> Are you the Ghost Rider? Anyway, no, no, no. The, the, the point about the chess thing, though, is that, you know, the queen is typically the most uh, versatile piece on the board. Can go anywhere in any amount of spaces, any direction. But that might not be the best piece right at then. that moment. At that moment. Your pawn might be the best piece at that moment. Your knight. You know? Yeah. So it, it totally gets into who is the best for the organization at this moment. You know, and yeah. that's that's that time piece that I think people miss sometimes. And that's where I've, I've missed. I'll revert to or have reverted to since I've had the ability to make decisions as who's going to be part of a team. Back to that old uh, risk analysis matrix to go, what risk do they pose to me? What risk do they pose to the organization? What risk do they pose to the team? Because it helps to kind of break down the and we all have risks, period. Um and it helps me to kind of separate and make it more objective. What do I truly have when I put this out there and, and really look at my risks? Because all individuals pose some type of risk. It's not a bad thing. It's not a negative thing. I may pose a risk in, you know, my experience or my education or my ability to do this. Whatever it is, um, that's what I've gotten down to is, well, I tr- I'll try to do a risk analysis on the individuals and it starts with, you know, what risk do you pose uh, to me as the leader or a leader? What risk do you pose to the organization, to the department, to the team? And kind of helps us separate a little bit. Cause sometimes you'll see that one of the risks, you're just not willing to accept that risk. Right. Well, that's a very objective way to, to do that. I think to yeah, at least get, try to get out of the way of yourself in some, some regards, correct, which correct. Is, will always be in, impossible to some degree right but it does help it to make it a little bit more objective what's the matter over there no no i was trying to differentiate and i i don't know that i i haven't ever done that i haven't ever put it on paper and i'm wondering when i would evaluate risks whether i would uh differentiate between 
tangible risks and, for lack of a better word, emotional risks. Is it a risk to me and my pride and my whatever, or is it a tangible risk? Both. And let me tell you why. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't yeah, know that it's, I'm, I'm it's all encompassing good enough to to differentiate those two. Oh, it's not, are. yeah, it's not a matter of being good enough. It's a matter of being honest enough to throw the risks up there. So if an individual, let's just for argument's sake, say that we have a candidate sitting in front and this is going to be part of your team and this individual is just an absolute rock star and you feel that, you know, there is the risk where people are going to be looking at this person for direction and not me. You have to be honest with yourself if you feel that that is a risk and it doesn't matter how anybody else feels about it. If that is a risk to you, it has to be a noted risk. That way you can look at it and say, is that a game changer for you? Can you grow past this? Can you work past this? And, you know, that's actually come up before where it's like this, a risk is that people are going to look to this individual for direction and leadership and not Man, you as a leader. Here think, well, when I mean, you're trying you're to do grooming that. somebody for your job. Yes, but if you, if you, if you put somebody in a position where two years from now, they're going to be competing with you for the next step. So let me tell you, now you add two names to it. You, you just got, had to bring that up, didn't you? <laughs> what? Just kidding. <laughs> Is that a movie reference? No. No, that's a... I didn't, I didn't that's just my life that. reference right there. <laughs> Watching all these guys go ahead of me. So you put two candidate names there, okay? And both pose that risk. One, though, is going to become riskier because that person may be the type of person that will create that opportunistic leadership style that wants to be ahead of you and put himself ahead of you. But I, I guess I, my point is, is that I don't know that the risk to my standing in the department should even be considered. Only that if, threat shouldn't be, well, that's shouldn't where I was going with into it. I was curious if that should if be thinking best about for the risk department. for the organization or the risk for me individually. Right. Well, it's you're talking about to me. you're talking about an, uh, what risk does it have to the organization? What risk does it have to the department? What risk does it have to the team? And absolutely, what risk it has to you? Because as a leader, if you put the wrong person in place, it absolutely becomes a risk to you. So if this person um, is let's just say that it has a, a superior knowledge following, and the risk is that they may look to this person for leadership and not you. Two different names, one person, an individual that you trust that's going to be going out there. And although people may look at that person for guidance, direction and all that, it's non-threatening to you because this person is not going to work towards your demise. Then candidate number two, same exact thing, except this person does not have your trust. And there are some conflicts between you two. And this person will capitalize on it for your demise. You have to have enough self awareness to recognize that as a threat because and as a risk because what happens is when you come into a room together and you start having discussions are you truly going to be on the same team and jiving so for me just my perspective what I look at is I take every probable risk and I'm honest enough with myself to go does this person pose a risk to me not that I'm looking to lose my position or anything else but some people have malice in them or you have poor relationship or lack of trust or no trust, like you built a, a wall between each other. And yes, it does. You know, it can pose a risk. So it's, I think I disagree. Yeah. I, mean, okay. I, too, I, I was thinking the same thing. Was, I I mean, everybody is the hero of their own story. I mean, so what you're seeing is malice is they're seeing themselves as being the hero of what's right. going on. Sure. It, it, sometimes it's, I, I'm not saying you, you look at it and be like, no. Could, how dare you say that? <laughs> no, because I, and I think so, you have to remove yourself. I think, I think, and that's the hard part. I'm not saying that I'm good yeah, at it. It almost that's sounds where, like you're playing out conspiracy theories well, no, here. No, and that, that's where I go back to when I first said, I don't know that I'm good enough to do this that's and remove myself. To. I'm not sure I'm good enough anymore because, after you went that road. Yeah, because I don't know if I'm strong enough. I have to be able Ooh. to say, is this what's best for the organization? And if me getting out of the way, and this other person done it. <laughs> is being is being elevated as to the leader that everybody looks for is the best thing. Then, and that may not be the best example, but so tracking alongside of that is the organization is the organization, the department is the department, the team is the team. All of these are being 
you know, the risk analysis are all separate when it gets to you. So we're coming together here and we're doing this and we're looking at who's going to jump into the podcast and be part of our team. And we have people out there. And if a person, if I go and throw a name out and I'm like, listen, there's a total lack of trust. This person's going to come in doing all this stuff, saying all these things, but, and I have this conflict that directly affects me. It's going to affect our ability to perform. So for me to not take under consideration the fact that a team member that we're going to add on has a direct conflict or no, an no, but issue. That, what you're describing is, is it's going to affect the organization. I'm, I'm trying to make a different, uh, to differentiate between where you I say, like I'm walking down a path. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is that. me. <laughs> yeah. you know, no, it's it, going to affect me. Right. I get it. But, but what you said so is that it it's, will affect the correct. organization. Right. Well, yeah, but the moment where we start to define ourselves as the organization, isn't that where we're really, really kind of getting dangerous? Because well, I mean, look, they, are, I, they are tied. Marty Green said it to me, and it, man, I, I'm telling you, I'm going to take it to my grave. When I was still chief of training, he said they are not going to build a statue to you. No, they're not going to build and a statue. I probably statu- recite that once a week myself, by the way. <laughs> I mean, so but it, it, it's, it, that's, that's a. You, I mean, anybody that thinks that they are that integral to the, de- to the department or the organization is is fooling themselves because as soon as we get rid of that fire chief, there'll be another fire chief. That's and, right. and the department will continue to go on. And the trucks I agree will roll. 100% with what you're saying, but when we turned it to the scenario where you're talking about combustible as the organization, now. Right, so I, I'm not saying you're going to be a martyr or they're going to put little, some type of... Uh, I feel like we are kind yeah. of... The so, organization. so the same thing applies to every single department. You have your station. You have right. your division. So in my training division, do I want somebody that's going to come in that is not going to be conducive to the team? Well, guess what? A person we've all experienced is, hey, we're sending you Joe over to your station or Bob or Bill or Pabell. Well, that person can rock that entire station. So... It could be because of their conflict with one person. So let's take a firefighter with some bad history and a company officer. That company officer now will have to endure this person coming in. It will alter how that team works, how that station works. So I'm not saying, hey, I am the organization and you're going to build a statue. As much as I'm saying, I am looking, I have enough insight to myself to go how is this going to affect me and my performance and ability to lead this team or maybe somebody else in my team that's affected and i'm not saying that okay so we take this person out because he's going to be challenging i just think that that is something that has to be taken under consideration i've had people that have totally rocked my ability to move forward because it's just total conflict it becomes more destructive than constructive so if you don't take into account how this is going to affect you, I just think you're kind of cheating yourself. And I am, I'm not, I mean, a great deal of respect for Marty Green and everything else. But till I am out of that organization, I am the organization. That's no, just how that I've always piece. looked at it is I am I that. I get that piece, but I mean, you if, are if, Iron Man. if you think, I think if it's very He's dangerous to think that you are that integral to the department. Because if any one of us, horrible example, but let's say you got killed on a fire. You know, it's not even a a graceful exit. It's one moment I'm here and one moment I'm not. As devastating as that is to the department, the department carries on. And you could be the best firefighter in the department. Department's going to carry on. Sure. In my absence, because my voice and my persuasion and everything else is not present. But while I'm there, while the presence is there, every one of us absolutely can shape and direct the way of an organization. So I in totally my absence, agree with that. I totally in my absence, that. I get it. But while I'm present, that's your sphere of influence, and we've talked about that a lot. But I just going back to the. So this is an alive trosh, the, not a dead trosh. The alive <laughs> trosh. Just, we want to keep the alive trosh. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. like the alive trosh. That's, that's the one I like. I'm only in my 30s, man. Give me some time. Uh, I don't know. He's a, he's a little. <laughs> um, 
little up on the conspiracy theories here. Everybody's uh, against me. I'm going. Uh, the, uh, no. <laughs> oh, I thought it was some other conspiracy theory. Oh, no, 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 no. Maybe. No, I was, I mean, I'm, I'm just going back to the beginning where I don't know if I'm mature enough to divorce myself of that idea. Fully. I think it's a good exercise, though. It's a very good exercise. I think it's an excellent you know what? Exercise. I just, I, I totally question whether or not I'm strong enough to do that in every instance, and to say, you know, and I, I agree. I don't know that I am either. You know, evaluating that risk is always beneficial, but I don't know that I would. I don't know that I, I would put it in the example that you used. If I had two that are equal, and one of them likes me or is not a threat to me, and one of them isn't. I don't know that that would be what would have to push me over the edge. Because and I it, might not be right for the It may not necessarily be. It may not necessarily be that it's a tiebreaker. So let me say this. And, I, and Hatch and I talked about this a while back. He's oddly silent on it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he'll, get, he'll get boisterous eventually here. So I'm going to use myself as an example. I've put myself in a place where I did an assessment, a risk assessment. And for one leader... I'm an extremely valuable asset. I don't change. So to one leader, an amazing asset. To another leader, I'm not. Nothing changes for me. It's still the same person. Why it's do you still say the same changes. Because you're nothing changing with you. You with are me. Who you are. I, I don't who think I that's am. true. Oh, it, it, I think your interactions with those two individuals are definitely different, whether you think they are or not. No, that's correct. You're absolutely correct. And that's well, then why would you say nothing so, changes? Because nothing changes. I am performing. You mean your skill set doesn't change? My skill set, my experience, my knowledge, my education, my ability to perform, my drive, none of that changes. But the relationships are different. I the get trust it. If is If your skill different. set's a toolbox and you've got all those tools in it, yep. what's changing is whether or not you're willing to get the tool out of the toolbox and give it to somebody and say, here's, or here's the tool. how you open the toolbox. How I open the toolbox. I'm slamming drawers now. <laughs> Well, no, I'm throwing I mean. wrenches like, and shit across the garage. <laughs> you know, and I think I'm I think I'm picking up with with Bill here a little bit on this, and uh, because I'm going to figure out how to get on your side. So it's yeah, because <laughs> I've been getting my ass beat. Hold for the on last a second. I'm pretty sure that I can make this two. Just got done saying he was on my side. Let me enjoy this for a second <laughs> <Yeah>. before we. <laughs> I just don't want Pavel running. <laughs> I'm not a runner. He's closest to the door right now. I forgot what I was going to say. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no because I, I think it's a, a a fair point that you know, let's say you know you have these two people, you know, one, one's against me, one's for me, and the choice choice taken totally out of your hands, and you got to deal with that one person. Now you've been a you know challenge an opportunity, however you want to look at it, to develop skill sets that you didn't know that you could develop to still work with that individual and be productive, right? Absolutely. And that's kind of what he's talking about. There is you. You're going to change. You're going to constantly adapt. We can't always choose our future. You know, we get assigned rookies, and they may be the worst rookie in the world, and it's changing the environment. It's your choice to develop some talents and skills. So sometimes you do have the ability to make that decision. Sometimes it's not. So what I'm saying is that, because I don't disagree with that, but what I am saying is that I am going to look at that. I'm not going to ignore the fact that, that's an issue for me that I'm going to have a struggle or I have enough to go. If this person is going to be leading this, I don't think I can, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. So in my risk analysis that I'm talking about, if it's going to stop me in my tracks, if I'm going to be throwing wrenches across the garage, if I'm going to be slamming drawers, if I'm no longer going to be as efficient, effective and strive to move forward, I'm looking at that for myself to go, this is really going to halt my ability, ability to move forward and do that. So how that's played out, it may be in nothing. It may be your decision whether you join that team or not. As opposed, Let's not look at it as me making a decision for who's going to join my team. Maybe it's my decision as to whether I want to join that team or not. But I it's just something that for me, well, we all I'm going to put that we down. We were all in an organization that we all – Right, and you... We, we and all stepped away. I have all... Well, but... Yes, but... Um, your example was a, a something that I've used. It, it's in my mental Rolodex because it was a... 
there were two competing uh, forces is not the right word. <laughs> it's but, a pretty good word. <laughs> but two competing forces. And um, rather than letting the organization suffer from the fight. Right. You, you, you got out of the way. And it took, and, and I'm not blowing smoke up your skirt right now, but it took incredible maturity and poise. Thanks to, for mentioning my skirt. To recognize that. <laughs> it's a kilt. And, uh, and step away. And I mean, I, when you did it, it blew me away. It absolutely blew me away because I had to question myself, would I be willing to do that? Yeah. You know, and other people in the organization, would that person be able to do that? Would they be able to say, I'm hurting this more than I'm helping and I need to just step away? Well, I was, fear, I was fearful of that. Shane's shaking his head. No, no, I'm just, I'm, because I just got so scared about a reality. You know, what we were talking mm-hmm. about before is there was no, I don't know how to say this, but that was a non-monetary, non-profit. Sure. Yeah, yeah, you sure. didn't get anything. Sure. Yeah, right, now right. put yourself where you are now, where you are being paid and a livelihood is supporting right. that. Now are you willing to step out of the way? Yeah, but see, I most of our most firefighters would <laughs> right. probably say, That's a tough nope. one. "Yeah, but most firefighters would probably stand there and say, I don't do this for the money." You know? I do this because it's a calling and it's, you know, and I get that. So, is it fair to put money on on top of it at this point? No, but I guess I'm going I, back I to agree. the point where you say it's totally you a reality. So detrimental to the department, you right. need to step out of the way. Right. I can't step out of the way because there's a family behind me that requires me to have well but i mean let's say that you don't have to leave the organization like like the example with hatch you just need to be put into a different position within the organization you know you don't need let's say you're not you're not our operations chief now you know because it's just not working out right we're gonna put you over here and we're gonna you're now gonna uh you know review pcrs all day But your thing is, is would you do it yourself? Would you step aside yourself when there's a if you realized is part of it, right? If you realize, I don't think so. so. That happens to uh, it's a ball team. Let's take it's a it's a and of course I'm the worst person for sports analogies, but let's say it's a ball team, and this is you know football team. Yeah, let's say football. All right, and are you going to take yourself off the field because somebody else can get you down into the end zone? How many home runs do they hit? I'm just kidding. <laughs> this sounds like. Thank uh, you, thank you, thank you. What was the, for like uh, 20 minutes. What was the uh, the, the South Park basketball or basketball, whatever? Yeah. yeah. Uh, would you take yourself off the field, or do you want to be there when we score the winning touchdown and win the Super Bowl? Well, it takes me back. I'm sorry, movie reference here. Uh, the replacements, Gene Hackman and Keanu Reeves, and he says winners always want to have the ball. Yeah, and I agree with that. That if you think you are a winner and that you know that you contribute highly, yeah, you you want to be on the team. Well, and I've never been. I I was never. I never played sports. So what happens when you're in the huddle and it's the last play of the game, three seconds? You know, you're within reach of the end zone, and there are three people on the field who could be given the ball to get into the end zone, and I choose you instead of the other two. What does that do to the other two? So another movie reference. Sorry, I'm doing this a lot. <laughs> Remember the Titans. Um, uh, what's his name? He's the Ryan Gosling's character. He's a he's a uh, a D back and he can't cover the guy. He's like, I'm not fast enough. Mm. Let the other kid get on the team. That's a very selfless act for the right. team to win. Right. You know, and it's not not many people that can, I think can do that can say that's yeah, where that's, that's where that's I have a, that's my limitations. Maturity. Yeah. You know, I, I have my limitations. I need I need somebody else to step in and do this. And that's not to say that you're you're saying that you've. Uh, you're not quitting you, on the team. Exactly. You haven't. I, that's. I'm not as good here. I'll work to get better. Blah blah blah. But right. you know, that I, know. I think is very rare for people to to find to say I have my limitations and I need right. to let you know others step in and, and maybe do this or lead this part. I see a lot right. of people want people to step in and lead stuff just out of laziness, but not necessarily out of selfishness. Because it's going to be better, right? right. Yeah. I don't know. I guess this whole thing comes down to, do I have the ability to uh, recognize that in myself? And I don't know that I do. But I think where we originally started, the the exercise that you do starting the risk analysis is how you find out. 
do you do yes, you have? And that's right. at least an objective way or an attempt of object objectivity to analyze try to do the analysis of it. But how do you so do I a think risk analysis did. of that? I mean, that's something probably people I'd, would want to know. Literally, I'll draw a four square box up on the uh, on a dry erase board and a piece of paper because sometimes I'm doing this by myself. Upon it, you will. I think I just think it's a funny way of putting it. I'd say I'd draw it on there, but I'll try it upon it. It's very, very articulate. Okay. Pabell, don't, don't listen. I place it Keep going, man. I am paper. totally lost. Keep going to him, Is it not funny the way to say it? I think it's hilarious. I didn't even catch it's it. It's very, very eloquent. Okay. So. <laughs> That's not normal. No. Wow. <laughs> I'm playing. I was actually trying to get my compliment. It was an awesome place. I'm playing, oh Pabell. So you I put promise. four squares upon the dry erase board. And yeah. So a four square. And then. Seven years. Oh. This is my, my risk <laughs> analysis square. And then in that box, I'm putting organization, team. Keep doing it. Keep okay. Organization, team, team, department. It's different than the organization. When I look at the organization, I'm looking at the organization as a whole. Department, and then what we hate to do. I wouldn't do this in a entire group setting, but. You can call it leadership, or you could call it me, self, whatever. I think me whatever. is more descriptive, actually. And well, I'm not saying that to be a dick. Well, it I mean, could really be. So, if I'm doing it by myself, it would be right me. If I'm oh, doing so each it, one of those is in each one of the boxes. Each one of the boxes, right? Yeah, so I, I was listening to you, not seeing what you're doing. I thought all of it was in one box. So oh, no, no, no. So four separate boxes. So one box has organization. Organization is the whole. One box has team. Uh, one box has department, and then the other one has me, self, or leadership. So if we're doing something where we are hiring an individual, let's say, and this is a team of people that are sitting in there, that team may not actually be the team that that person's going to. So we're just the ones that are, let's say, are deciding on who that. we're going to choose. So that's where that other box, the team always stays there. What team are they going to? Not me as a team, but what team are they going to be assigned to? And then leadership, as in who who's leading? What's uh, It may be a leader or a leadership team for this person. So then when I look at the risk, so that leader... You're doing this totally with risk? Only with risk, yes. So you don't I'm, do the opposite with benefits? Yes, we do. Okay. We do. So you definitely are looking at the benefits. That's usually, I don't want to call it the easy part, but you know, when somebody comes forward and we're using this for a person, I use this in a lot of things, not just for people. But what I would do is say, they're going to come in with a resume. This is brag on me, right? So they're, they're saying, here's my experience. Here's my training. Here's my education. All those positive things is what rain down when we're looking at this stuff because nobody's going to walk in and say, hey, guys, let me tell you what. You know, we asked the, the question, tell me a weakness about yourself and something that you've done to overcome it. That really doesn't tell you much. I think most people have been trained or coached to know how to answer that. Once that person's down. They're not. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, you definitely look at the all data that positive says no. stuff. <laughs> this is just specifically, i tell you what this so, has done for me. This has put me, um, and I've done this, ex I've exercised this quite a bit. What this does for me, it lets me bring the reality. Oh, yeah, I like it. It's a and visual. Hatch, when there was something that I did years ago, and you told me, hey, there's a risk involved with a certain leadership that I was going to encounter. I never, I wasn't doing risk assessments at that time. So I'm like, Psh, not going to happen. Then that came to fruition. And I was very surprised because I feel I'm, I didn't really feel that that'd be an obstacle. And it was. So for me now, I have to have that gauge to go, you know, how's this going to affect it? So totally hypothetical. Mm. Uh, and this is an extreme example, but let's say on your risk, well, let's start out with benefits. And you've got your four squares, organization, team, department, and me. Or leader. We're going to say me. Okay. And your benefits are all uh, in organization, team, and department. There are no benefits to you. Mm -hmm. And then when you do out your risk, 
every one of the risks lands oh, yeah. in the me? It's a great question. Form. What do you do? You probably kick them. <laughs> <laughs> and get out of the way. Well, that's what I'm so, saying. No, that's so let that's me th- exactly what I'm talking about. Do I have the ability as a person to say, I'm going to throw away right. all of this risk to me because this is so ridiculously valuable to the organization. So it's going to depend. I, I actually do have an answer for that, and this happened here recently. Good. Oh, don't this use names. Good. Don't use names. No, no names. I really want to put this out. You put a name on it, we're going to have to no, 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 no. shit out of it again. I love how we took like a whole walkabout to get to this. <laughs> so this, <laughs> this, like this didn't even have to do with a person. So okay. this is how it could okay. be used for a thing. So you're evaluating a thing, and you do a benefits and a risk analysis, just like this. And all of a sudden on the risk analysis, you're right on that one thing, me, it is just a huge list. The best way that I can explain it, it may not make any sense. If anybody ever wants to sit down and discuss this with me and get even more confused, you can absolutely call me, email me, and I'll do that. Because he's got plenty of time. I got tons of time. <laughs> so much. So here's what I break it down to. It's almost like buying a car. If you go and you list all these benefits to buy the car, and it's the perfect car, it's a Cadillac, it's a Porsche, it has everything. But then on on that me part, there's one right there that says you can't afford it. It doesn't matter how long that list of benefits are because there's one caveat right there that restricts everything from happening. That one is the tall, that's the tail. That's the one that goes, what is that conflict? You can have an entire list of conflicts. And so it, it, I don't it, think I agree with your analogy. Okay. Because I'm in that analogy, I'm buying a car for me. I'm not buying a car for the department. But you can't afford it. In other words, you could have one okay, outlier but you're, you're, that takes everything out. Okay, but you didn't... Uh, see, I, I'm, I don't agree with what you're doing here because... <laughs> I think the, it's pretty funny. The risk... <laughs> he normally does it to everybody else and now it's being done to him. If No, no. If... if you're saying I can't afford it. It's not I can't. If you're buying a car for the department, the department can't afford it. The department is, that's a risk in the department's column. That shouldn't be in your column. Okay. You're, you, yes, you're absolutely don't, right. You're so getting way you're, 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 no, you it's way, too easily. No, you're don't getting it in the weeds of it. So let me just say no, this. No, but I mean, you're, you're saying that I'm taking all the risk. No, I'm saying. And I, then I can't afford the car, sure. but I'm buying a car for the department. That doesn't. Any box with the risk can have a risk that outweighs every benefit is I guess what I'm getting at. So when I go down to me, if, if this is the me that I'm looking at, mm-hmm. any one of these boxes, organization, team, department, leader, or me. that's the whole point of what we're talking about, I think, is that if, those, if the risks landed in any of those other boxes, I'd be okay with it. But when we put the risks in our box and say, this is no good for the organization because it, it's a risk to me. That's where I'm saying, no, I don't and think I, this is okay. Yeah, and that's not, uh, what I'm, think, that's not what I'm getting. It. So the risk to what me. What the risk is, if I do this, he's going to terminate me. <laughs> that is so pervasive. I think it's what he's saying. It's, yeah. it's so expansive that you have to stay so with Let me, get, well, let me see if that. I can go now. another example. So you have the absolute perfect candidate. I'm going to bring it back to a candidate. Okay. The risk is that this person is perfect on every category. He scored up on every category. But this person just happens to be your absolute best friend in the whole world. It'd be stupid for you not to look at the risks of perception. And you can go, well, that shouldn't play anything into it. The perception that you are hiring your best friend in the whole world, this person that you're associated with. That's not a with, risk to you. That's a risk to the organization. It's, it's a risk to you. It's a risk it's, to your your. Um, it's other people's perceptions. Other people's perception of your decision that you're making. I don't know. I feel like I'm. I don't know. I, listen, th- all this does is help me with objective information, and I'm going to be as truthful no, no, no. as I can. With I'm it. asking questions because I want to. I, I I would love to use something as structured as what you're using. But you know, this the benefit to this thing is that. It allows me to be truthful with myself. It doesn't mean that this is the matrix that's going to give me a decision. You're being more objective by looking I'm at all the stuff. I'm just being more objective. And I don't want to, you know, I understand See, what, what you're I saying. that's what I worry is that, I, I, and I, I worry that in, that in explaining it or that me doing it, that I would not be as objective or that any of our listeners would start doing this and go, nope, we're not doing that because it's a risk to me. No, 
But remember that you have four other boxes in here that you're looking at. And when I say me, it depends on what the decision is. And I'm also trying to be truthful to myself. And, it, it, you know, that leadership or me component could be changed into different brackets. It depends on where you are and what decision is being made. You can, you can apply this to a piece of apparatus. So it, I'm not, I don't want it construed as something that is selfish that when I add me to the box, listen, that's why you were trying to say leadership or something. Correct. So, but but even if I add me, that's the whole, that's my whole point is that I worry that I make it selfish in considering the risks. Okay. So here's your options. This is my opinion. And this is why I use this matrix. A lot of humans, I don't want to say most, I want to lean towards most, but I'm not going to. A lot of people are going to have a selfish thought. They are just not going to be self-aware enough and self- And mature. We all have selfish thoughts. That's the point. So I am putting down in writing because it slaps you in the face. When you see it in writing, you objectify that thought instead in the back of your mind turning it off, okay. knowing damn well that I, I have objection because this is a risk to Whether me. Whether you can do it or not is irrelevant. Irrelevant. I with what I am doing able. is I am I objectifying this. Now, if you have a good team, let's say, let's use our team back again. So combustibles is here. We're going to add a fifth person. You can sit here and be silent and say nothing, or I could throw this matrix and say, for me, I think this guy's an asshole. And he's really going to affect my ability to discuss stuff because I'm going to constantly be in a fight. For you three, you're actually going, I think he's going to break some great stuff. All I'm doing is being honest enough to myself to go that this person poses a threat. Will that have an impact on an overall decision or ability? Maybe not, but I am giving, I'm putting this down. And what it's done for me is it's allowed me, it's that email that you write that you never send out, but you wrote it. So it allows me to objectively look at it to say, this is going to be an issue for me. It may not have an overwhelming impact on anything, but it's the truth. And most of us will have that. It's just not noted. And you may have multiple people that are thinking that, but it's not noted. So now the difference is this. I have a direct conflict, me. And then in your box, you have a direct conflict. And so do you. And so do you. Now that does affect the organization. Because our team, or I should, it could affect the team, it could affect the organization. We, if we are honest in that box, yeah, we have a big issue with this person joining our team. But if you leave this out, we never find out that you have an issue, you have an issue, you have an issue. So it's a great exercise. I think we have the best decision making model ever. We flipped a coin, and that's how we figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> You now, remember that? No, and I, it's a poor example because no, I, think I have that extra, well, I have that extra quarter percent or whatever true, it is. So true. ultimately yeah. it's going to be my decision. <laughs> but I think it is a good exercise for people to get into, to kind of get away from the subjectivity right. and get a little bit more to Just, being objective and absolutely. looking at it from all points. And, and I, I don't think it'll work for everybody. The, no, but I, I think well, it, that's, that was the whole point. I, I mean, the exercise. real question is, would it work in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma? Oh, geez. You need to go ahead and fix that now, Bill. All right, yeah. Because if you've listened this long. <laughs> I didn't even know we are putting this. I thought we were just having a conversation. No, An no, hour-long the conversation. The segue was awesome. Yeah. No, I, I agree that it's a, a very useful tool. I agree that it, it quantifies what you want to do. I guess I just, I probably misunderstood you at the beginning with the two candidates that were equal and then using that risk to you as the deciding factor that I didn't I didn't agree with that okay because I didn't want to I my goal would be to remove me from it as much as possible so that's it but the broken arrow Oklahoma so uh as long as we're on a topic of me being wrong um in a previous episode I don't even remember which one it was, and it sounds like I've used it a couple of times. You so were wrong far. in a lot of episodes, you so you can you pretty much everyone. So. <laughs> I don't know which episode in which I was wrong. Uh, I brought up Broken Arrow, uh, Oklahoma, as an example of a, a small department, uh, and the story really was that the reason that it always comes up and it's stuck in my mind is that we went to the National Fire Academy, and uh, we were from larger departments. We were in a class with... Uh, people that were from all size departments. There were other large departments. There were small departments. There was someone in the room 
that was from a 14-person uh, department. And the, the thing that really kind of impressed me was that they had the exact same problems that we had in a big department. And whether it was, I, I mean, it, obviously it has to be something else. It had to have been a different department. I must have attached. We had somebody in our department from Broken Arrow, and I must have attached them to the department that was the 14-person department because uh, one of our listeners, Brandon Smith, was nice enough to send us an email, and uh, he says, Hey, fellas, been listening to the podcast and catching up on old episodes, really enjoying the talks. Heard my department mentioned a few times. As a member, I do find humor in what has been said. My mind races with wondering who it is you met and how we were represented. That said, I'm also very proud of my department and just want to clarify what size of department we actually are. Here's a little information about Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. And it goes on to say, uh, you know, they provide fire suppression for 105 square miles, um, over 170 personnel, seven fire stations, serving a population of more than 110,000, uh, class one department. So uh, I got that completely wrong. Uh, my apologies. I told, uh, I, I sent him an email and uh, told him that our next episode, I would offer my sincerest apologies and mea culpa. Um to the Broken Arrow Fire Department and community. But uh, the point was still the same, you know, uh, whether it was Broken Arrow or another small department. Um, the point is get out there and talk to other uh, firefighters from other departments that, you know, it's a uh, whatever it is that you think is, is your problem uh, is not unique to you in the least bit. Your staffing issues or whatever, uh, at your department are the exact same staffing issues other people have got. Very rarely do you find that you'll say something where everybody goes, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Which, if you want to do that, mention Liberty Days. Uh, that's the one thing that we found that there's just nobody else doing that. Can you do the part where you said you were wrong again and then record it? We'll play that as a loop from now on. Just <laughs> oh, we can have it as like a I'm wrong, effect. I'm wrong. We yeah, we can and record it. As it. A, a pre-recorded, yeah, I'll yes. do that. I'll do that. And then if any of us hit the wrong, we'll just use your voice as the there official, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Wow, that was awesome. <laughs> that was fun. Sorry, sorry, I broken air. bringing it up. Yeah. Sorry. No. We, uh, so, yeah, everybody out. Hey, Brandon, hope you're still listening. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll punish uh, Bill later. Yeah. Make him drink a yeah. Diet Coke or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That'd be me, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. I couldn't say, like, give y'all bad whiskey or anything because you don't drink. That's disgusting, That's right. too. Diet Coke it is. I don't drink those either. <laughs> it's not stopping you. Well. 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 Well, hey, can we put, uh, like, a diagram of your uh, little risk analysis? We can, yeah. uh, so people can use it. Well, you know? we can make that the image for the episode. Okay. So. And just for the, we weld, right? Yeah, we did well, but we oh, didn't I finish. don't know that we're not actually oh. done. Yeah. Okay. We got to tell them how to get a hold of us. Well, I pre recorded something for that. Sweet. Combustible is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to Combustible to make sure you don't miss out on an episode. Follow us on Facebook so we know how many of you listeners there are out there. And you can check us out online at combustiblethepodcast.com. As always, we would like to thank the Golden Dogs and True North Records for letting us use their song Saints at the Gates for our theme music. You can find the Golden Dogs music on any streaming platform. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later. Later.